Get the new Donkey Kong 64 bundle with the banana yellow game pack and the new Jungle Green N64 console. It's got a Jungle Green controller and comes with the N64 expansion pack. The Donkey Kong 64 bundle. It's more fun than a bunch of baboons with a bundle of bananas. World. We won't go in one direction or see where we can set. We will walk through walls. We will take a look around us. We will not be confined. We believe in the path of least limits. We won't be told how to view the world. We will experience true freedom. We will not compromise. We will live the game through our hands. We will be in control of something. We will change the system. Change the system. It's Ferret 64 with your host, Yemi the Ferret. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ferret 64 with me, your host, Yemi the Ferret. How is everyone doing this week, this day, whatever you want to say? Ooh, I'm a, I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. I'm um, doing okay. Had an actual a better day of uh, a better week of work this week. Um, it was still pretty crazy, but it, it kind of calmed down towards the end, which I do appreciate. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's one of those things, you know. A week starts off just as bad as the last week, but luckily this 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 past week uh, decided to take a turn for the better, which. Is good for my mind. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's good for an intro. Um, I've been playing a few games this past week. Uh, today, the day that I'm recording this, on the twentieth of March, um, I played for the first time. Uh, I played more than an hour of a, a JRPG. This one was on the, the Twitch stream. Final Fantasy VII Remake. I think we're going to be going through the whole thing. Um, it's uh, It hasn't been too bad so far. Um, I think the uh, anime noises are still kind of annoying to me. But uh, I think the core gameplay, the music, the graphics, I think that's going to keep me going. Um, the story, you know, it's been okay. Uh, there's been some really cool things. It kind of has some Devil May Cry vibe stuff happening in it. Especially with the guy with the motorcycle. Um, I'm not going to give anything away, I guess, if you haven't played it yet. I mean, I don't even remember the dude's name, honestly. I think it was, like, Ro Royland? Roland? I don't know. <laughs> Roland, Roland, Roland. I don't remember. Anyway, just know, um, I'm having an okay time with it. Uh, and we're gonna, we're gonna keep going through it. Um, we're gonna, we're planning on playing that again next Saturday. So, um, I'm thinking that's probably, I mean, I'll, I'll probably play it during the week other, other, other weeks. Um, but this next week, um, on Monday, we're going to be playing more of a game called Space Otter Charlie, which was actually given to us by Astrophysics Something Guild, um, which is the developer for the game. They gave me a game before called D-Leveled, and, and then they um, they gave me early access to this one, which was which was pretty cool of them. So we played that on Tuesday. I know last episode I was saying, oh, Tuesday we're going to play Final Fantasy. Ah, that didn't happen. Uh, because, like, the same day that I recorded that, I got a Twitter message from the developers asking me to play their game. So I said, I, 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 I said, yeah, of course. It looks really cool. Um, so we had a nice turnout for that. It was a very important stream to me. Um, and hopefully we'll get more of those in the future. And maybe we'll get some bigger games. Um, but Space Out of Charlie was really fun. Uh, we got probably halfway through it in one stream. I don't think it's going to be extremely long. Um, it's like this cutesy game where you play as an otter in space, obviously. Named Charlie. No. <laughs> uh, but you play... There's a lot of things going on with like the, the space physics and stuff like that. You get a bunch of different weapons and stuff you can use. Um, upgrades that you can find. The game seems to be centering around trying to find where the humans went after they left Earth, which was thousands of years ago, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really fun game. It has some nice puzzle elements in there. It has some ideas that, you know, maybe you wouldn't think of uh, from any other game. Um, we've, we've fought two bosses so far that I enjoyed. Can't deny that. Um, I think that's just a really fun game. I, I have not, like, I, I think that... Um, 
I think if you if you haven't checked it out yet, you should definitely check it out. I'm going to be giving it away. Give it away now on Monday out of my own pocket so that I can actually support the developers myself instead of, you know, using their free code. Um, so uh, that I, I hope that that's just the thing that I want to do for them because they've been so nice to me. Um, so if you want a copy of Space Outer Charlie and you want to try and win one, uh, just tune in on Monday. I'm, I'm going to be giving away a copy. Um, other than that, I uh, don't have much to say about the game right now. I think that it's, um, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's good. It, it, it's, a, um, it's definitely a, a very fun experience. I like the music. Uh, I like the, uh, the graphical quality. is isn't like, you know, crazy good, but uh, I think that it does the job for what the game's going for. And um, I like all the little collectibles that are around. You can find like otter facts and stuff like that and just a little various things for the backstory. Which has been really fun to dive into a little bit, um, and the enemy types are, are pretty cool too. I think I think I would equate the graphical style to something like Freedom Finger, where it's kind of like a penciled, colored in kind of look to it. Um, it just it definitely has like hand drawn elements, um, kind of like kind of like a F Freedom Finger did. But I would say that this game is ten times better than Freedom Finger, obviously. Um, not as good as like a Cuphead, like that kind of animation style, but um, it's definitely a, a nice. A nice look to it. Um, I also recently got back into Fuser, which is the Harmonix game from last year that didn't didn't make the top ten. And I think the main reason is because the there's really not much to do in the game. I and I found that out pretty fast after completing the campaign recently. Um, I had gotten like halfway through the campaign by the time that my top ten video came out, and I was like. Damn, this is going super slow. It's not like it's a it's like it's not like a fleshed out campaign or anything like that. You literally just go from concert to, or venue to venue, I should say, and there's like time slots that you play in. And you like each time slot, you learn like one at least one at most two new techniques for, you know, dropping discs and stuff like that. So, you know, just as an example, like you know, one of the one of the concerts kind of in the middle, towards the middle, it teaches you how to play the synth bass instrument, right? Which is like, um, you know, it's like you, you you literally just spam left and right mouse click on your um, on your mouse over different buttons, and it just plays stuff for you. Um, and it, it literally like it, it stays on that for like half of the venue of half of the time slot and then the second half of the time slot is like it teaches you how to make a loop disc for that track and it's like I really just needed like an explanation like you did and then let me use it once and then just kind of let me use it whenever I want it's one of those things like even in the like the last venue which I thought would be the one that like broadens your horizons opens it up to you doing more it it was still teaching me things and i'm like dude like sure this stuff is cool like the um the riser which like and there's like the smart riser too so like if a song is in if a if a song is in a different key and you're switching to it in the vocal place um it'll change the key a key accordingly it will it'll change the beats per minute accordingly but no i mean after it taught me that early on it just kept teaching me things that i didn't really need to learn just as another example, there's like a vocal version of that little thing I was talking about where you where you mess with the, the right and mouse click, um, and it just doesn't... It's, there's a vocal version. It's like a synthesized voice, and it just teaches you how to do that for an entire thing. It's like, I already know how to do this, though. You don't need to keep hammering this in, you know? I don't need an entire set devoted to how to change the key from minor to major. It's literally one button click. You know, it's just it's just that kind of thing, and it's like you go through the whole campaign, you're looking for something interesting to keep you going, and and there's really nothing there. You know, sure you get some new songs, and you get coins to spend in the store to get some of the game's you know songs in the game that isn't automatically unlocked for some reason. And then after that, they go, hey, you can play freestyle now, or you can go and battle someone online. I've played one battle in my in my life. I I won, and I'm one and zero, and I'm never gonna be anywhere else because the battle mode was literally just me placing more discs than the other guy, you know. And it was like, okay, cool. And then the freestyle thing, like, yeah, you know, you can kind of do whatever you want, and you know, you have to pick a set of, a number of songs that you can mix and match. But it doesn't have the same charm as like the some some of the things that happen during the campaign mode, where 
you know, there there's like fan interaction where they're asking you to play a specific thing from a specific song or a specific era. That stuff just it's only in the campaign, and it's like I'm not gonna go and replay levels of the campaign just so you know I can be you know doing fan requests. And it's like even if I went back and did something in the campaign, guess what? I don't have all the options unlocked because now you've locked them behind the tutorials. Yeah, they should have made a mode where it's like fan interaction mode or something like that, or fan request mode, where, you know, ever so often they'll pop up with requests, just like they do during the campaign. And that would be great, and that would probably keep me going on the game a little bit longer, For but, you know, right now, the songs that are launching for it, I have no interest in spending money in the game. Um, I, I'm, I, have no, I have no intention of going back through and getting five stars on every single venue, and I have no intention on playing the battle mode anymore, so I just uninstalled it from my computer, and there, that frees up about 20 gigabytes of space. Maybe I'll go back to it in the future. It is a fun game, and I still really enjoyed what I played of it, but as a, an experience as a whole, it's, it's lacking a lot of parts that I really need to keep going. You know, there's a, there's a big difference between this and, like, a Rock Band-type game. And, you know, Rock Band has a little bit more of a challenge to it. You know, the songs are fun in there. It has a whole range of genres. Whereas in Fuser, it's mostly dance, pop, R&B, stuff like that. Things that mix together. Um, there's very few songs that are, like, in the metal category or even in the rock category. Um, because when you start mixing in those songs, they never really sound right unless they're in the same key as the song, right? And that's kind of disappointing to me. Some of these pop songs, you know, you can do whatever you want to them. Well, you know, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of weird, like how like the the different keys. Sure, it changes up how the pitches, but for the most part, it, it doesn't sound too bad mixed in with other things. But as soon as you throw like "Never Gonna Give You Up" vocals vocal track on anything besides from whatever key it's in, it just sounds like one of those meme videos where they they pitch the voice to make it sound funny. It it just, it just doesn't work. And it's, it's kind of a disappointing to me. There are tons of options for, like, you know, key, changing the key, like I've been talking about, major the minor, tempo, um, you know, mixing and matching different instruments, having the same instrument, you know, on each track. Like, you know, drums are blue, so you could have, like, three blue and one red, which is a vocal, or a green, which is bass, or, or yellow, which is, like, the, um, the main instrument of a song. And that's really cool. It's really cool what they have. Like, the Smart Riser in itself is, like, one of the coolest things ever because, you know, it does, like, a build-up and then it does a bass drop, pretty much. And you you move into, like, all these cued discs that are on your track, and it's amazing. And you can, like, select... You can have multiple discs um, in the queue, ready to go. And you can just press spacebar and it'll drop them at the same time. And it's really nice. You know, it really, it really works really well. Um... But yeah, I just wish that there was more to do. Like, I'm not really into listening, you know, listening to these songs. The last time I did free play, which was, you know, before I uninstalled it, I was like, I was like, I'm just really not interested in in mixing these things anymore. I just want to listen to the regular song. <laughs> so, you know, instead of having like the drums from the the weekend and you know the the bass part from uh, Dead Mouse Five and the um, the the main part. You know the the main instrument part from Call Me Maybe and the vocals from Bad Guy. I just played Blinded by the Light, you know, drums, bass, main instrument, and vocals, and was like, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> this works. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. So my software has been really fucky. I don't know why. I, I need to keep an eye on it. It keeps um, I don't know. For some reason, it like glitches out and then. It doesn't reload my mic. Like, before it would glitch out and it would go away for a second. Obviously, everyone's heard it. Uh, but, the, the, you know, it, has, it hasn't been coming back recently. And it's kind of making me nervous. I think I need to, like, uninstall the latest patch. They did a, they did a recent patch and it, just, it, it seems to not be working well. But, anywho, um, let's move on to another game that I've been playing, which is called Outriders. Um, the demo has been out for a while now, obviously, as most people know. I'm a little bit late to the party, but I'm still going to talk about it a little bit because I think that it's important to talk about it. Because um, I think this is like a better 
quote-unquote better version of like a destiny type game for me personally i feel like the story is much more engaging in this so far um and i feel like the rarity drops are much more favorable so far in the game i've been messing around with a few different weapons like a sniper rifle shotguns assault rifles submachine gun um high caliber pistols um, everything has been really fun to use. I um, the only the only gripe I have with the demo so far is like when I start it up, it just takes a while to kind of get going. You know, there's a lot of like frame rate issues and unrendered and popping stuff kind of happening. At, but once I get the game going, um, no matter how many load screens I go through or anything like that, it just it's smooth all the way through. So I'm wondering if there's something going on with like the startup files for the game that's causing it to take longer to load for a small amount of time who knows obviously it is just the demo it could be a lot better in the main um the main game of course i also really like the environment of the game so far like the first after you get past like the tutorial part of the game where it just kind of it intros the game and then there's like this tutorial section um it kind of like almost seems like a world war one type vibe to it which is really cool there's like bunkers everywhere there's trenches there's mud and, and 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 tank stoppers and like just a bunch of people shooting each other um it's really cool and i i really am enjoying the powers that you have in the game too um right now i'm using the f guy who does pyro pyromantics i said pyromantics pyromantics um so you can like burn people you can turn them into mini grenades if you kill them in a certain amount of time you can also leech health from them the boss fights have been okay so far um the first main boss fight guy with the thunder ability was like, eh, he was kind of annoying, but whatever. Um, there's also a few like underlings who you also take out, which are which are pretty cool. The one thing that I don't like is when you go into a new area, it like literally has to like stop the gameplay and load in the next area, and it's like sometimes it's like even attached to the area that you're already going through. It's just kind of a weird thing that I noticed. And then also the PC seems a little bit stiff with the aiming. Um, there's been times where I just, you know, I'm trying to free aim and, and shoot a guy who's trying to run around me, and I just, I'm having a really tough time free aiming at him. I don't know why. I, I would feel like a controller would cause that. But no, it's on mouse and keyboard. It's I've only noticed it on mouse and keyboard. So, you know, I think that anyone and everyone who has a good PC should try out the demo. See, and you can also see if it works on your PC. Obviously, the game is going to be coming to every console. I don't know what the crossplay entails. It may be only be it may only be Xbox crossplays with PC. Um, I haven't looked into that too far. Uh, but I do know Outriders was one of those games that they kind of um, put front and center in, like, the PS5 stuff. Um, so hopefully we'll have crossplay with PS5 and 4 as well. Uh, it's not coming to Switch, obviously. Um, and so far, I'm, I'm just enjoying the experience. I'm taking it I'm taking it as a, you know, as in stride. Um, I know that I think I'm nearing the end of the demo phase uh, because I'm about, I'm about ready to go into the next area, and I don't think they're going to let me go into the next area. But it is nice that they kind of, they give you the three main classes, and, and they, they say, hey, you're allowed to switch and, and, you know, come back and switch and all that stuff, which is really cool. Uh, like I said, the gear drops is also plentiful, um, so it's not like... I mean, it's not like every second you're getting something super good, but they seem to only give you items that are better than what you already have. I don't think I really have gotten anything that isn't better per se. Like, they've given me different weapon types, uh, but I think the armor and stuff like that, usually it's, it's always something better usually, which is nice. And you can also um, buy armor and stuff like that as well. There's like this nice little hub area. Um, so far, I like the characters in the game. You know, there's not a single, there's not like a one character who's like really shitty. Um, and then I also like the little the little tiny twist at the beginning, which isn't really a twist, but you know because it's really easy to see it coming. But I still I still liked it, and that kind of just harkens back to I'm um, enjoying the story in the game. So I think it's definitely going to be um, a day one buy for me, and I think I'm going to get it on PC just because uh, it's probably the most compatible with the crossplay features that I want to use, and uh, we'll go from there, obviously. But so far, I would recommend anyone and everyone to pick it up and try it at least. It's a free demo, and it's pretty long at that. And it, it, it literally goes through like the first, I would say, first four hours of the game. So I think that it's definitely, definitely worth it. At least to try out. And if you don't like it, no skin off your nose. If you do like it, as I said in a past podcast... It'll allow you to continue from where you left off in the demo, so no no time lost, essentially.
Uh, other than that, um, oh yeah, duh. <laughs> Probably one of the, th the, the the reason why I uploaded this a little bit late is because I wanted to play uh, the PS5 version of the Avengers game before I recorded this. And I've gotten a few hours in right now, and it's definitely um, the best version of the game to play besides from maybe PC. Um, the next-gen version of the game has the quick, has just the lightning fast load times. Like, I haven't even seen a loading screen. That's how fast they are on the PS5. Um, I think the graphical quality is about the same between PS4 and PS5. Um, there's a little bit, there's a little bit more done with the lighting and stuff like that, I guess. Um, but, uh, everything else seems kind of normal to me. I don't notice anything different. Although, I am running it on, um, performance mode, which, you know, doesn't give you the high texture quality. It gives you 60, it gives you, like, 60 frames per second at 1080p and stuff like that. So, that's, that's, you know, and, and it has, uh, faster inputs. There's no input lag. So, that, that is one of those things that I wanted to do. Um, so I could do it in, in, in the, in graphics mode, but... You know, I, I, I don't mind having, you know, the same graphics as, like, the last... It's fine, you know. It, it looks good still. Um, the game plays about the same, I think. It's just everything kind of... The inputs are a lot faster. Um, the, 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 the load times are, of course, a lot faster, which helps with the pace of the game. Um, I still don't... Like, I don't enjoy the writing in the game still. I think that's still kind of, like, a little bit off. You know, like, there's, there's scenes where, you know the main character Kamalia or Ms. Marvel will be like freaking out over something and then she'll get super serious for a second and then they'll still they'll, they'll, she'll go back to like freaking out about something like a fan a fan girl or fanboy you know what I'm saying um so it's just kind of off-putting sometimes the the, the 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 tonal changes that are just lightning quick um but so far I uh, let, let, let me just say this so far I think I'm going to be playing through at least the main campaign like, that's something, that's more, I mean, I, I, I don't, when, when I played the demo of the game, I got through until, like, the part where you're, you, you met, like, Tony Stark or whatever, and, you know, the, the demo was a little bit different from, like, the Outriders demo, the demo kind of skipped around in the Avengers game, um, but, um, I have played up until the point where you've gotten Jarvis, and he's sending you off on, like, his first mission. So that if that tells you where I am right now, um, that's way farther than I've gotten in in the main game on the PS4. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to playing some more of that. I guess uh, you know, I guess uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier has um, and WandaVision has um, piqued my interest in Marvel once again, got me back into it. And also, we did rewatch the original Avengers, which um, re reinvigorated my love for the Marvel franchise. So yeah, that's uh, what we've been playing this past week. Um, any questions or concerns? No? Okay. Um, but yeah, the PS5 version of Avengers is worth it, I think. And if you already have a copy of the game on PS4, it works on PS5, so... No skin off your nose. I've said that twice now. I think that's the most times I've said it in a podcast ever. Okay, so... Um, Reese, uh, this past week, Square Enix Presents... Um, which was like a live uh, live stream recapping all of the gaming news coming out of Square Enix. Um, they went over some things for Outriders, talking about the different things you'll be able to do in the game. Uh, nothing new outs outside of the demo, really. Um, I think this is for people, to get people interested in at least playing the demo, at least. Um, they just kind of showed off some of the environments, uh, some of the different moves that you'll be eventually getting in the future. Um weapons and stuff like that enemy types uh you know just you know the basic stuff um if you want to watch that it's on actually it's on xbox's official channel crazy enough um so if you want to watch that also they uh officially revealed the tomb raider definitive survivor trilogy which we talked about last week it is available now so um the xbox leak the xbox leak was correct on the date that it was coming out um, so if you want to get that, it um, it bundles all three of the new Tomb Raider games in one single uh, bundle. And that is going for... That's not in the article for some reason. That is going for... Oh, tw what? It's going for $20 for 12 days. Okay, well, if you are um, if you're on the Xbox... Make sure you pick this up. Uh, I don't know what else to say. It's 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 uh it's normal priced at fifty dollars for twelve days now. It's going to be sixty percent off 
20 dollars damn that's actually a really good deal i don't know if it's happening on any other of the platforms um but yeah that's a that's a great deal jump on that if you haven't yet uh, they also showed off, Square Enix showed off the uh, Avengers Roadmap. So in March, this actually already came out, Operation Hawkeye Future Imperfect will be available on the same day as next-gen consoles. New hero, villain, and story, free upgrade for the next-gen, reassemble the campaign replay, and customizable harm room. I'm not sure what that is yet. Uh, they also showed off in spring, you're going to be getting two content drops, one of them being... Uh, play as a combination of your favorite heroes. Tachyon missions scaled for power levels 1 to 100. Not sure what that is. Red Room Takeover. Enter the Red Room with a new themed Harm Room content and new hero outfits. Uh, In Summer and Beyond, we're going to be getting the Cosmic Cube storyline with a new Scientist Supreme Villain. And you'll be able to confront the unchecked power of the Cosmic Cube. Also, Wasteland Patrol, a new Warzone mission type, patrol mode, new Warzone and assignments within the Wasteland region. And then the War for Wakanda was revealed to be coming out. This is the first, like, huge expansion of the game. You'll be getting Black Panther, new hero outfits, a power level cap increase, new villains including Claw, new Claw faction enemies, a new story, new Wakandan jungle biome, and a new outpost. Um, so, yeah, um, it looks like a pretty good roadmap. I think that most of the things are kind of, like, I don't know, like, we got one content drop right now, which I think is free, right? Um, and then we're going to be getting that War for Wakanda during, like, the Summer and Beyond section, which probably will be coming up later this year. Um, but everything else, I don't really understand what they are, and they don't seem like, they don't seem like huge content drops, right? So... Yeah, just keep an eye on that stuff if you want. Um, it looks like a pretty nice roadmap, at least, for this year. They also showed off a trailer for the Black Panther add-on. So um, you can check that out on the Xbox official YouTube channel. Uh, they showed a new trailer for Balan Wonderworld. Not sure what that is. I didn't even watch it. Doesn't look like my kind of thing. And then finally for the event, they showed off a new Life is Strange game coming out called Life is Strange True Colors. One of the big things about this is that the game is going to be releasing in one big bundle. Um, it's not not bundle. I mean, it's going to be releasing in one game. Okay, there's not going to be it's not going to be episodic or anything like that. It's literally going to be one single experience, unlike the like every other Life is Strange game ever. Um, so actually, I think that's a good thing. I think it's going to positively affect them. Um, This is going to follow the story of Alex Chen, who is a young Asian-American woman trying to find her way in life and also understanding her new supernatural ability, which allows her to absorb and manipulate the emotions of others. And the emotions are defined by color, so you have purple, red, yellow, blue. Um, So, uh, you know, maybe you'll be able to uh, affect things a little bit more in this game than other games. Um, and, uh, let's see, uh, oh yeah, and you're, you're gonna go through the game and, uh, try and shed some light on her brother's mysterious death. There you go. No prices available right now, but it should be coming out later this year. And then they also revealed that the Life is Strange Remastered Collection is going to be coming out, which is gonna include Life is Strange, Life is Strange Before the Storm, and... Oh, just those two. Okay, so just those two games. <laughs> um, and you'll also be able to get the Life is Strange Remastered Collection with the Life is Strange True Colors Ultimate Edition. So there you go. Um, I'm glad that Life is Strange 2 isn't on this list. Because uh, that game sucks major butthole. But uh, this is a cool thing for people who haven't played the original Life is Strange game. Even though it's kind of cringe. Um, I think that's still like a passable game the prequel game which is before the storm i got like through episode two and stopped playing <laughs> I, I was just not into it at all but a nice show this was a nice showing from square enix kind of touched on their biggest things coming out and uh hopefully we'll get more uh, information about these games in the near future speaking of games that are supposed to be in the near future but now it seems like they aren't going to be. Gotham Knights is been has been delayed until 2022. 
the devs came out on Twitter and said Gotham Knights will now launch worldwide in 2022. We are giving the game more time to deliver the best possible experience for players. Thank you to all of our amazing fans for your tremendous support of Gotham Knights. We look forward to showcasing more of the game in the coming months. So, the cool thing about Gotham Knights is we've already seen a lot of gameplay for it, which has kind of whetted people's whistle, I guess you could say. The game looks nice, and of course it was a controlled trailer, so it's not like it was, you know, anything too crazy. Uh, but it's more that we than we've gotten that that we got for like Cyberpunk when they delayed their game. You know what I'm saying? And I think the comparison to Cyberpunk is kind of uncalled for. Um, I also like like I was saying last episode when I was talking about um, a delay for Aragami and people actually being cool about it. Like we need we need that kind of thing for th- games like this. You know, there's a bunch of people on the Twitter timeline going, <laughs> it should be released now. But what they don't get is, like, if you release it now, then yeah, you'll just have another cyberpunk situation where the game is broken at launch. Like, people are so stupid. I don't understand. Um, but, yeah, I think more people are coming around to the idea of, like, hey, just kind of wait a little bit more, you know? They don't want to risk l- releasing the game too early, you know? And 2022 isn't that far away. It's only a year off. And they only recently announced the game last year. So it's like, what's what's the difference, honestly? You know? I would understand if they already had a demo out and they already had, like, tons of gameplay and they had, you know, a set release date of this is the day it's coming and then they do this. No, it wasn't like that at all. They said it probably was going to come in 2021, summer or whatever they said. And now it's coming out in 2022. Big whoop-de-doo. Everyone go crazy on Twitter, right? No. I fully support the decision to 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 um, push back games if they're not ready yet. You know, obviously. I've been burned by plenty of games in the past that have launched because people demanded it. Most recently, Cyberpunk 2077. Major burn from that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that Gotham Knights is going gonna, is gonna to take some time. Get, keep you know more time in the oven. And it will release when it's ready, and hopefully that will be in early 2022, because I am excited to play this. Um, I do have a next-gen console, so I'll be able to you know, play it at its peak. And I'm really interested interested to see what the story is going to be all about and stuff like that. Uh, the background for the picture they showed is the Court of Owls, I would say. It's just a bunch of epi- empty chairs with, uh, with owls, which is going to be pretty cool. So... Um, you know, p- you know, put you know, empty your diapers of the poo poo and and you know, put up your big boy pants and just uh, you know, just wait another year and hopefully next year uh, we'll we'll see an actual release date and the game release and then you can be happy. But for right now, um, you're just gonna have to wait a little bit longer. Oh dear, it's so so frustrating to just read some of the comments on twitter all right let's move on to uh us kind of in the same realm of things dying light 2 uh which was initially like said it was delayed indefinitely now the developers have come out and shown a little bit of more gameplay um a little bit of gameplay very very small amount not even like 30 seconds of gameplay um in a in a new trailer not a trailer but an update i should say and uh, in this update, they said that the game was going to be coming in 2021, hopefully. Um, but they wanted to put out a, a bit of a uh, an update. Um, and like I said, it was literally like 30 seconds of video. And then they showed off one of the worst things about the original game, which was when you got like dizziness from being bitten or whatever. And you got you like walked around real slow. They actually showed a scene of that. And I was like, no, no, please. I was I was literally like on like i was literally in my mind like just screaming because i was like no those were so because those parts were like the most annoying thing of the original game uh they also said they also showed off in their discord um there's a link to a q a where you can ask them any question and we'll go directly to them um and then the beginning of the uh, beginning of this update was really weird they were like reading hate comments kind of like that one youtube series that happens um you know they were they were reading the comments and blah 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 and just reacting to them and i don't know it just it just shows like the level of of insanity that twitter will go to you know they want games now 
Uh, this is a Polish studio. It, they don't seem too big at the moment. Um, but uh, they did say, you know, news is going to come out soon, so just stick with them. Blah, 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 blah. Now, they did not... They did not talk about the workplace allegations um, about bleeding talent to auto um, to to kind of like make the management look better. Um, the, the managers were giving like were taking feedback the wrong way from employees, and there didn't seem to be a uh, um, there didn't seem to be to be any direction at the studio. Um, the people are quoted as saying it's shit. <laughs> They didn't. They didn't address any of that, and I don't think they would. Honestly, I didn't think they would. But you know, it's just something to think about. So I guess we'll be seeing more information about that very, very soon, as they're quoted as saying. Um, but uh, this is one of those games that's kind of been in limbo for a while. Obviously, um, they even mentioned like Dead Island Two in this as well, where they were like, "Hey, when's Dead Island Two coming out?" And the guy just kind of like looked at the camera and shrugged. You know, um, different different studio, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, this is one of those games that was like, it was, it was set to be released like two years ago. And then, um, there was like a delay until 2020 and then in 2020 it was delayed indefinitely. And then now with this video, they're saying it's coming in 2021. It just, it does seem like there is a little bit of a lack of direction, obviously in the studio, but, uh, we'll see, we'll wait and see for more information on that whenever they decide to do that. Sony has bought the fighting game tournament called Evo. Evo Online has now been confirmed for August. So, in a press statement, uh, PlayStation came out and said, Today, we're thrilled to announce the next chapter in the story of PlayStation and Evo. The world's largest and longest-running fighting game tournament, Sony Interactive Entertainment, has teamed up with the R with RTS to acquire Evo through a joint venture partnership. With expertise spanning esports event management, brand and developer consulting, and gaming talent management, RTS is a new venture led by CEO Stuart Saw and backed by investors including global entertainment, sports, and content company Endeavor. Evo co-founders Tom and, and Tony Cannon will remain closely involved in an advisory role to ensure Evo continues to serve the service the fighting game community and support its vibrant growth. Um, so yeah, Evo Online 2021 is going to begin on the 6th of August and run until the 8th of August, and it will return on the 13th of August and end on the 15th of August. The entry will be free. Uh, the following games are going to be presented at, or going to be having tournaments at Evo Online, uh, Guilty Gear Strive, Tekken 7, Street Fighters 5, and Mortal Kombat 11. In an official press release by PlayStation on their blog, they said, For PlayStation, today's announcement marks an exciting step in our journey to, to faster... To, I'm sorry, to foster the growth of the fighting game community and esports. The support competitive gamers widely on their con and support competitive gamers widely on their consoles. Oh my god. Fighting games are hugely popular on PlayStation consoles, with gamers logging more than 1.1 billion gameplay hours in 2020 alone. We are committed to breaking down the barriers for gamers to compete at all levels and providing a best-in-class global platform for them to showcase their skills and passion. So hopefully with PlayStation um, helping Evo, uh, the online thing will be um, easy easy to do. Um, obviously, there are some concerns with it being completely online only because of like lag and stuff like that. You know, people being able to use their own consoles. Who knows if someone has a modded console or a controller, you know, that could uh, that could sway the battle. Um, but hopefully PlayStation will help with that, obviously. Um, so this might be this. This probably is a good thing for um for evo um but yeah we'll see what happens in the near future on that if you don't recall there was a game shown off during the ps5 um um original like showing showing off of stuff you know um called project athea it was named it's now been renamed to forespoken um so the there there was a there's a video now out on square enix Square Enix's YouTube channel showing off uh, the new, the newly named Forspoke, Forspoken. Um, it showed, uh, it didn't show like too much of like, um, like gameplay or anything like that. But it did show some of the environments that you're gonna be seeing. It showed a little bit of like the story where it seems like someone has been brought like into the future or something like that, or maybe yeah, probably into the future. 
um and she has like special powers that she learns there's like crazy monsters and dragons and stuff like that um the graphics do look pretty slick um so you know that's that's pretty cool uh and um it looks like the gameplay is going to focus around you like casting spells or something like that like yeah you can like jump and run around really fast but it looks like there's also like these spells that you cast as well to fight enemies so that could be a cool cool game um but yeah we'll see where that where that goes in the near future like i said the environments do look really nice and like the it, it almost looks like doctor strange at some points with like the spell casting where it's like a circle with a bunch of lines in it but and it just happened again where my software crashed so that's pretty cool i don't even remember what i was saying so we'll have to move on a uh, nice thing for people who like the wishlist feature on the PlayStation Store, um, it is back. That's right, it's back. I need to make sure that this is recording correctly. <clears throat> so the wishlist feature is back on the PlayStation Store. People like General Kenobi, aka the Punisher, will be really happy about that. Um, interestingly, it appears that uh, the PlayStation 5's P um, wishlist feature came back first, um, but now the the um, the web-based shop is back as well. So, and the and the web-based one is getting a, a complete redesign on it. It's already kind of started, um, and it looks a lot better now. And the wishlist feature is literally there's like a heart next to the add the cart option. You press that, and it lets you know if there's a sale or when you know it just reminds you to pick up the game, I suppose. So, um, if you are excited about that, um, if you've used that feature in the past, then guess what? There you go. Um, it's it's back again, and hopefully this time it won't go away. Uh, the next generation PlayStation VR headset has revealed, or they've revealed the controllers for it. Um, apparently, this time around, the controllers are going to be controlled by the headset itself, kind of like the Oculus. So that means that you won't specifically need a PlayStation camera for them, like you did with the PlayStation Move stuff back on the old VR headset, which is really, really nice. Um, they revealed that there is going to be adaptive triggers, uh, on it, and then they also showed off that it's pretty much going to kind of have full motion of your hand as well. There's like a giant ring around it. It's almost like a circle shape. So, essentially, the giant ring will be able to tell where your fingers are, so that'll be pretty cool. There's, um, there's of course a start and, um, joystick on both controllers, one controller has O and X, or I'm sorry, cross, and then another controller has square and um, triangle on it, and then of course they both have R R1 and R2, or L1 and R L2. Um, so yeah, that, that that's looking pretty cool. Um, I like the design of it. Um, I, I obviously I don't know if I'm gonna get this right away, obviously because you know last time I got the VR right away, um, it was like a it, it was just over it, it was very expensive and <laughs> it was very clunky. This obviously is going to be a lot better. I'm, I'm, I'm in the belief that this is going to be a lot better than the original one, obviously, with less cables, less everything. Um, hopefully the price point will be a little bit more fair at launch. Um, and then also, I mean, there's already a good amount of like exclusive PlayStation VR games that I would like to play. Um, so, uh, you know, eventually I may hook up the old VR or I might just get the new one. I don't know. No one, hopefully, no one's listening that that cares about that. But um, I am I am satisfied with the Oculus Quest so far, and I think that in the in terms of like price point, um, just ease of use and stuff like that, I think that the Oculus Quest Two is like the best out there right now for like for for standalone VR headsets that will connect to your computer if you want them to with a cable. Um, it's just it doesn't this one this model doesn't come with the cable for some reason, and all the other ones have. I don't know if it was like a price point thing. They were hoping they could sell more with with it being a little bit less, but then you have to buy the cable extra. I don't know. It's one of those things. I haven't actually played the Oculus in a while since getting the PS5, but I am planning on getting back on it eventually. Plus, I still got to play Half-Life Alex. I'm still in the middle of playing Medal of Honor, but Half-Life Alex is a game that I kind of want to stream, but we'll see. We'll see. But um yeah, you know, um I think that this looks pretty slick. It's an all black like VR con like headset with the black controllers, which looks pretty cool. And uh, the only thing that these are missing is the touchpad and then the D-pad uh, as well. There's no D-pad on the on the on either controller, so 
don't know if that's really important for a VR game, but it does uh, limit the amount of buttons you can use. Obviously, these it's about the same amount of buttons as like an Oculus, um, but we'll see how it works in the near future, hopefully. Uh, looks like uh, the games for that are going to be free on the PlayStation have been revealed. Um, they are as follows. On March 25th, you'll be able to start downloading some of these games. So there's going to be Abzu, Enter the Gungeon, Res Infinite, Subnautica, and The Witness on PS4. Uh, also, um, VR games. There's some VR games here, including Moss, Thumper, Paper Beast, and Astrobot Rescue Mission. All nine games will be free until the 22nd of April, so you got about a month to get them and add them to your library. And then, last but not least, on April 19th, you'll be able to get Horizon Zero Dawn for free. Uh, this will be for free um, until the 14th of May, and it's complete edition, which includes... This is actually the complete edition, which includes Frozen Wilds expansion. That's pretty cool, cool too. So that's 10 games right there that you can get absolutely for free. Don't need a PlayStation Plus subscription. Really awesome for them to do. Um, obviously, Abzu was one of my favorite games that the year it came out. It's a really cool adventure underwater. Lots of cool environments, kind of like Journey, except underwater. Uh, Enter the Gungeon is a really cool bullet hell type game. It's really inventive and unique. I love the graphical style, and I think it's a really fun game. Subnautica, I think everyone's kind of heard of Subnautica by now. Underwater game, crafting game, survival game. Um, kind of creepy. The Witness puzzle game. Um, very in-depth puzzle game. Um, I, I've, I don't know if I'd ever be able to beat it, but um, it's, it's, it's a really interesting game. It was free on PlayStation Plus not too long ago. The VR games, um, I haven't really played any of these except for Thumper, um, which is a, a like a really intense rhythm game where you like dodge things to the beat of the music. Moss, I think this was one of the original PlayStation VR games that came out. And then Astrobot Rescue Mission uh, is like a platformer where you, you use the VR headset to kind of, you know, manipulate things in the, in the world to help get through levels. It's a cutesy game. I, I know people like that one. Okay, so that's cool. It's a very, uh, a, a really nice offer, especially the Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. Um, I think that that's going to be a very, like, very pleasing for a lot of people. So remember, you have until the 22nd of April to get the nine exclusives, and then you have until the 14th of May to get the Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. Disco Elysium. We've been talking about the enhanced version of the game, the Final Cut version of the game for a while. It's officially got a release date of the 30th of March um, on both PlayStation 5 and 4. Uh, there's a trailer on PlayStation's YouTube channel right now that kind of shows some of the new features that's going to be coming, including a full voice-acted cast. The PS5 ver version, you're going to get 4K resolution and 60 frames per second, and it will be optimized for current-gen owners as well. Uh, you, you can also use the Pulse 3D headset for the surround sound feature. The game's going to cost about $40 or £35. Um, so yeah, it, it looks like, um, it's going to utilize some of the PlayStation's core features. Now, obviously, I don't know how important, like, 60 frames per second on a game like this would be. It is like a top-down kind of, like, game. Um, it, it still has a, it has a really cool graphic style, and I haven't played it yet. Uh, but, ooh, excuse me, it is on my list. Now, the only reason that I'm bringing this up, not other than the fact that I need this, that I wanted to share that, um, little tidbit about the release date... Bigger news is that Disco Elysium, the final cut, has been refused classification in Australia. That's right. The kangaroos have said, nah, nah, brother. No, no wait. No, that's not right. <laughs> Australia. Um, Australian accent. Ah, fuck it. Never mind. Doesn't matter. So, <clears throat> in Australia, there's different, um, different things that the government can, you know, do to classify games and ban them in the country if they if they if they if they, if they deem necessary. Now they haven't specifically stated why Disco Elysium has been refused rating, and the developer of the game ZAUM has not publicly responded to it. However, the classification board did issue a statement. Um, the computer game is classified RC as computer games that depict, express, or otherwise deal with matters of sex, drug misuse, or addiction, crime, cruelty, violence, or revolting, or abhorrent phenomena in such a way that they offend against the standards of morality, decency, and proper, proprietary general... Proper, propriety generally accepted by reasonable adults to the extent that it should be not be classified. 
So they're saying that Disco Elysium is on the same level as like a porno game, <laughs> essentially. Which, uh, I know that it goes into some super dark themes and stuff like that, but I, I don't know. Maybe I need to play the game before judging it, of course. But it is interesting that, um, that it's just, it's like been refused. Um, people are speculating that this is like a mistake. Um, maybe on like a redo, they'll, they'll, uh, give it like a rating of 18 plus. Um, the medium was also refused classification back in the day, um, back in November. Um, and in that instance, it was overturned a few days after its initial release date in other countries. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like, I'm I'm not super familiar on how the game handles these subjects. Um, but I guess it offends against the standards of morality. Like, what the... What? <laughs> Seems a little extreme, of course. I mean, the game's been out for a while. It got plenty of awards at uh, 2019's Game, game, game Awards. Um... But, uh, yeah, I never got around the plane it myself. Um, I think now that it has, like, a voice cast and, you know, I think they've done a, a few improvements to the game. I think that's going to be more my, my speed, you know. Um, I do enjoy voice acting. I don't mind reading dialogue. You know, it's not, not, not a terrible thing, but, you know, whatever. So we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully uh, they do get the okay to go to Australia. But for right now, the Aussies are saying, no, thank you, mate. See that was good. Okay. See that was that was good. Okay. That, I I feel good now. <clears throat> Obviously, I gotta talk a little bit more about Returnal. Um, they Sony released a new YouTube video, kind of showing off some more of like the the story of the game, how you got to the planet. Um, they kind of showed some of the opening stuff where you find like the you know your pistol and stuff like that. Pretty cool. Um, they also showed some of the more of the enemies that you'll be fighting, maybe some boss fights in there. They showed off some new weapons like a rocket launcher and stuff like that. Uh, they didn't show too much of like what's up with the house or anything like that. I'm guessing that's going to be a major part of the game. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's shaping up to be a pretty interesting experience. Um, other than that, um, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say. Um, all right, the Lord of the Rings Gollum. Um, so apparently the first footage of the game is supposed to show at the future game show, uh, which is, I believe next week that kicks off on the 25th of March. Yes. So this week, um, the segment is going to, uh, be about 15 minutes where the developer of the game, dead, dead, entertainment, um, is going to show off a, a slew of games. Um, seven games from the studio, including the first actual video game footage of the Lord of the Rings Gollum, which is a, an exclusive game coming to the PlayStation 5 uh, whenever. So this is going to be the world's first footage of the game. I'm really interested to see in what exactly it's going to be like. Obviously, we know it's kind of choice-driven, narrative-driven, but it's also got you know stealth elements and stuff like that. So it's it, it looks like it's going to be a pretty interesting game. Um, it might, f I mean, I don't know exactly what time period is following in the Lord of the Rings lore. I don't I don't know if they've ever revealed that. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how the game plays and um, exactly what it's going to be like. Um, I know it's probably they're probably not going to show off too much, especially because they're showing us seven titles in fifteen minutes. It's possible that this one takes up a huge chunk of that fifteen minutes, but. I guess what we'll the wait and sheen. All right, PlayStation 4's communities tab is going to be shut down. Um, Sony has officially confirmed it on their blog post. They sent out a message to all users saying that communities is going to be shut down. It's already been shut down for the app on smartphone devices, um, but now officially the 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 community tab is going to be taken offline. Um, I, I'm not one of those people who was a part of like any community. I never really joined one. I think I joined one for a few minutes and, and then left. Um, I, I never really got into it. Uh, it's just a place for like people with interest, like a like interest. It's almost like the like pages on Facebook, you know, like, Hey, you like left for dead. Well, you know, here's a community tab about it and we can talk about it. You know, it's like, okay. Um, it was, it, it, I mean, yeah, it was unique to, to Sony. It wasn't on Xbox or, or switch, you know? Um, I don't know if I, I, I would say, I, I know I, I might be wrong about this, but I think that there is a minority of people who 
use this system. I think that the majority of people do not use this system. And I think Sony can track when you talk in a community or join a community or whatever. Like if you haven't if you haven't talked in the community in seven in, you know in four years, are you actually using it? No. Um, and I think communities have been around for about five years now. I think. Um, but uh, officially, they are going to be shut down in in April 2021, so not too far off. Fall Guys Season 4, a new trailer was revealed on the PlayStation YouTube channel. And at the end of the trailer, it showed that, it's, uh, that Fall Guys is going to be crossing over with Among Us. That's right. The game that helped with the downfall of, 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 <laughs> of Fall Guys. But not really. I mean, Fall Guys is still pretty popular. I'm just I'm just kidding. Uh, but Among Us is actually going to be crossing over with Fall Guys, which is pretty cool. Uh, they didn't show too much about like the uniform that you're going to be getting. Um, it's red with a visor, of course, for the guy to look out of. Um, and in this in this trailer, they also showed off a few new like um, you know things that you'll be you'll be trying to dodge and stuff like that, laser beams, and there's like a new. Um, like grab it type game mode or something like that. If you want to check it out, it's on PlayStation's uh on it's on YouTube channel, PlayStation's YouTube channel. Fall Guys season four is beginning in two days as as I'm recording this. So on the second twenty second of March, so Monday. So if you want to check that out, make sure you do. Speaking of Among Us news though, the airship map is finally gonna get a release date. Um it's coming in the on the thirty first of March, so it's not too far off. Um, this is also the same day that, uh, all the Mario games get taken offline, so that's kind of interesting. But, yeah, they, um, they came out in a post and said, Among Us's popularity was something no one expected, and quite late into 2022, we are, we had already considered the game done and had moved on to something else. Because our game is cross-platform, it means everything needs to work on as many devices as possible. Obviously, Among Us was a smash hit last year. Um, out of nowhere, I mean, the game originally released in like 2018 or something like that, right? Um, but yeah, apparently they were moving on to other things and they were like, oh, we got to go back to this, got to help out with this. Um, and they also, uh, as you, if you remember, they stopped working on a second, you know, Among Us 2. They're just working on Among Us 1 and it makes sense, obviously. Um, so yeah, the maintenance and testing and general, um, in, you know, inputting of data has obviously come to a finish, a close. And now Inner Sloth is ready to uh, take the airship and, and take the airship to flight. Apparently, there's going to be um, uh, it's, it's it's their biggest map yet. Obviously, there will be a way for you to pick which which room you start in, and then there's also going to be more options for moderators to choose from as well, which is pretty cool too. If you want to check that out, it's coming on the 31st of March, and it looks like you're also going to be getting some new costumes as well. Man Eater, you know I love Man Eater. You know I do. I play I've 100%ed it twice now, and you could possibly do it a third time because yes, Man Eater is coming to the Nintendo Switch at the in May. That's right. In May of 2021, which is a I believe a year after the original game was released in 2020. Um so, um yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. It's, it's coming the 25th of May, so late May. Uh, and you'll be playing as the female bull shark once again on your quest to kill Scaly Pete. Uh, not much has been revealed about the file size or downgrades or anything like that. I guess we'll have to wait and see on it. Um, but uh, yeah, apparently it was delayed a little bit uh, a while back. I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't know about that. Um, but yeah, they officially have a release date now, so that's good. And more people will be able to play this fun game. Jackbox is coming back with Party Pack 8. It's been officially uh, confirmed. It's arriving pretty much on every single console and platform, as you all know. Uh, it's one of the most um, accessible party games ever. So in the trailer that featured uh, several turtles, um, the Party Pack was revealed. And they didn't show off, they didn't say like what games are going to be included with it. We can expect probably a Fibbage game or something like that. But, um, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see closer to the when the release date is revealed. Um, there is no date currently revealed yet, but they do think it is going to be coming in 2021 and likely sooner than the end of May, which is pretty cool too. Um, more stuff is going to be revealed in the next coming month. Um, so we'll, we'll probably get to know what games are going to be included in it. We'll maybe get some trailers and know what to expect from it. 
Um, but yeah, like I said, this is one of the most accessible party games out there, pretty much because one person needs to own the game, and then everyone else can either play on a phone or on a computer. Pretty cool. Um, pretty cool indeed. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll, um, we're excited to see what's going to come in the near future for that. Uh, it looks like Untitled Goose has some competition because Mighty Goose is coming to all platforms in the near future. Uh, this game is, is a run-and-gun classic-styled game where, that features a goose in a mech suit. Um, he has mech arms and legs that help him punch and shoot his way through enemies. Um, he gets a complete mech suit, uh, vehicles... Stuff like that. It is a side-scrolling and a running gun, kind of like Metal Slug, which has really piqued my interest. Um, right now, there is no confirmed release date or release window, but they are saying they are expecting it to launch later this year. In a press release, they said, "Assume the role of Mighty Goose and bring the fight to the Void King. The galaxy, this galaxy-conquering monarch, commands a vast army of minions and mechanized monsters. Dealing with these baddies means traveling to distant worlds and facing all kinds of danger. But do not worry, this is no problem for the legendary Mighty Goose." Uh, so yeah, um, this was actually shown off at during the Indie World Showcase um, by Nintendo, which is pretty cool. Um, and I'm, I am interested in it. Yes, I am. Um, so we'll see uh, more informa information about that should probably be revealed in the next coming months. And we'll see what happens in the future with that. In the same vein of things, um, aviary animals, uh, <laughs> Skatebird has gotten a new, uh, it's like a developer diary or something like that, commentary um, on Glass Bottom Games' YouTube channel. They, rele they released a video showcasing like an office skate park. Um, where you're playing as a little bird on this handmade, handcrafted kind of skate park where you're grinding on bottles. Um, you know, the the all the jumps and stuff are made out of like cardboard. Um, they showed off a little bit of, of the game where you know there's like a physics thing involved in this. So if you fall off your board, you know it's a little. Bit, I, I guess it's a little bit more realistic. Uh, it, it is a bird skating on a mini skateboard. So I mean, how much realism do you want? Um, but uh, they just kind of talked about the game, how the development progress is going. They talked about the the office level a little bit. Um, it does look like a, a little bit of a charming game, but it does look a little frustrating. Now, there still isn't a uh, confirmed release date. They just said 2021. It was pushed back last year at the end of the year. Um, and the, the trailer just says, soon, Skatebird, soon. So I guess they they have high hopes for releasing it soon. Um, or maybe we're just going to see more information soon. Who knows? And finally for today, what games are coming to the Xbox Game Pass uh, for this next month? Lots of games on here. Um, uh, let me know what you think of them. Uh, Undertale is coming to everything, cloud, console, and PC. And that's going to be available today, actually. So right now you can go and download that. Um, really good game, Undertale. Um, I know it's kind of been destroyed by the fan base it's telling people how to play or what to do. If you haven't played it yet, I would definitely recommend it. Um, just uh, don't, you know, just kind of play it the way you want the first time through, and then after that you can kind of focus on one or two playthroughs. Um, Empire of Sin, a strategy game based in the 1920s, did not get good reviews. It's available now. On March 18th it came out, or was available. And that's going to be available on cloud, console, and PC. I don't know if I said that. Near Automata, Automata is going to be uh, free on the PC starting on March 18th as well, so that's already available. Star Wars Squadrons, the console version, is going to be available on the March 18th, and that's with EA Play. Torchlight 3 will be available on the P on PC on March 18th. Genesis Noir is going to be on console and PC on the 25th of March. Octopath Traveler, console and PC version, coming March 25th. Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire Ultimate Edition is coming to PC on March 25th. Super Supra Land is coming to PC on the 25th of March, along with Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. And on the 30th of March, Narita Boy is coming to Cloud, Console, and PC. And then Outriders is going to be coming to Cloud and Console on April 1st, not PC, which is kind of sad for me. But what's she going to do? So yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool get. Um, some new DLC coming out, The Outer Worlds, Murder on the Eridanios, 
is coming March 17th. Sea of Thieves third anniversary event is between March 18th and 21st. And the Minecraft X Uniqlo Skin Pack Volume 2 is available now. Um, I'm trying to see um, what's leaving. So what's leaving? Uh, Hyper Dot, Journey to the Savage Planet on console, and Mechanarium on PC are leaving on the 31st of March. Um, so if you want to play those, make sure you do that before they skedaddle. And that's going to do it for today. It looks like I maybe solved my technical issue. Um, hopefully, I'll keep my fingers crossed. I need to keep a close eye on it, though, next time we're recording. But I do appreciate you coming in and, I'm sorry, tuning in to this episode of Ferris 64. If you want to listen to me more, um, Film Freaks with a Z, uh, podcast all about movies. A uh, new episode about the Avengers was uploaded a week ago. Next episode is going to be about Megamind, and it's it's going to feature a Retro Fellow. So if you want to check that out, make sure you do when that releases next Friday. Um, also, Twitch streams. Sun, uh, I'm sorry, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Like I said, Monday we're playing Space Otter Charlie. Tuesday we're playing Remnant from the Ashes DLC. Thursday's up in the air right now. Don't know what we're gonna play. Uh, maybe you know what? Maybe if we haven't finished Remnant or Space Otter Charlie, we'll probably play one of those. And then on Saturday we're playing more Final Fantasy VII Remake. If you want to tune in for that. All right. So like I said, I do appreciate everyone who's uh, currently listening on whatever platform you're listening on. I am Yummy the Ferret. And I've been here with you on Ferret 64. Thank you for listening, and I hope to see you guys next time. Have a great week, have a good day, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.